Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I, uh, I've had a update on my single life. Oh god! I've got a. <laughs> this isn't horrific. It's just kind of it just sums up, I think, kind of bachelorhood lifestyle. Um, <laughs> I was set up on sort of a blind date. By who? Um, just by a mate, and I want to. I, I say sort of a blind date because I picked him up once. And the person he set me up with briefly saw me driving past in a car and was like, yes. So already she's got some kind of desperation issues where she's at a point in her life where she'll just date people who have driven past and been like, he's got a beard. I want to do that. Um, she's, she had drama with, um, she was possibly impregnated by her bosses, by her married boss who she was having an affair with. So a little bit unstable. Already. Yeah, already yeah. great start. Doesn't know how to have safe sex and, you know, <laughs> has affairs with married men and wants to date someone who the only thing she knows is can't shave but can drive. So <laughs> <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> but, um, yeah, when I, with, a, with, a, with a group of people and, um, uh, I, like, went out to, a, I think it was like a Weatherspoons or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I mean, I can't be picky, I guess. Perfectly attractive person. Yeah. But just little red flags of instability. Instability. Just in complete ways. I mean, she gave her debit card out to people and told them her PIN number. And it's like, yeah, just, you know, so financially she wasn't... (laughs) (laughs) Romantically, financially, you know, and then... She uh, didn't have. We were gonna. Go, they wanted to go to a club or some student night or something. I was like, oh, I'm not really that bothered. But she yeah. said, I haven't got any ID. I was like, Oh, okay, but that's a problem, right? She said, No, I've got my birth certificate. I was like, oh, what you got? Like a copy of you? No, I've got my original birth certificate <laughs> in my wallet. <laughs> just, a... <laughs> just carrying around her. The it's only veritable work that verifies her as a human responsibility. <laughs> Which she then left at the pub. <laughs> like the only form of identification that verifies her very existence. <laughs> just, oh, forgot that. Left you know that's happened floor. more than once. <laughs> just like giving that to a bouncer. Just like, have you got any ID? Well, I've got my birth certificate. <laughs> I need a driver's license. Well, I've got my debit card and my birth certificate. I mean, what more do you need? Yeah, I'll give you the pen number. <laughs> yeah, it's my fucking money and do that. So yeah, that's the kind of that's the caliber. Yeah. Of um of yeah and drunk as well. You know, completely yeah. obliterated. I think that she went out to go get some ketamine or something as well. So just <laughs> working mm, with it gave the dealers sounds a, stressful and cried oh. as well because like oh I'm so my mess. I was like well yeah just- yeah. <laughs> I think you might need to sort some shit out before you start <laughs> dating more problems. Yeah. <laughs> that you saw in a car. Drive. That's the, I think that's the weirdest one for me, is just, like, dating people who are driving past. <laughs> mm, oh, it's that one. <laughs> yeah. I find it weird when people... I don't, I, I don't know. I find it weird when people express interest in people without knowing them. Because it's happened to me a few times, but I think it's just the look, like, big, broad, bald, bearded, 
Yeah. That, apparently that's a, it's like a, it's like a candy flavor that people just want to try. <laughs> so it's like, oh yeah, I'm interested in that guy. It's like, you don't know him at all. No. You have no idea who I am and I have no idea who you are. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I've, I've heard good things. <laughs> all right. Okay. But that doesn't mean like, yeah, it's weird. It's again, it's, it seems like the whole, you know, women choose their partners and men just kind of go along with whatever they've got. And I'm just not like that. No. <laughs> just kind of like, I don't like you. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Then the, the, the girl in question as well was like, um, yeah, being quite flirtatious with everybody who was there. Right. And was like stroking my leg. And I was just like, you're st- I think I said, you're like a lizard. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm charming, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> this like emotionally vulnerable and crippled person <laughs> with no stability like... being told that she's a lizard. <laughs> but like, you're seeing red flags everywhere just by little things. <laughs> yeah. And she's literally had someone call her a lizard and there's no flags. <laughs> like, nothing. Which I respect, you know, it's like, you know, love is blind, you know. It's just... yeah. Love is a blind lizard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, and yeah, and then yeah, I started crying and stuff. It's just like, oh, I don't know, there's just, I've left that whole side of myself of like the, because it's just that high school mentality of yeah. like, you know, trying to, that that level of support I just kind of go ah, no time for that anymore no. it's just like I'm just gonna leave you deal with your shit and like yeah. don't talk to me <laughs> we'll talk again later if you want but like I'm not gonna deal with you you just want somebody to heroically save your life and I can do that but I don't want to <laughs> <laughs> but I think if you're if you're in a position where you're looking for a partner, mm. you have a responsibility to make sure that you have your shit together. Yeah. It's not... You, if you go out finding someone to do it for you, you're doing it wrong and you're being incredibly <laughs> selfish. Yeah, well, just, like, I, I just... You know, people get... Because I do see a different side. I see, like, there are certain people who... Uh, um, Take like take high school, whatever, sixteen to eighteen, for example, where like you're hanging around with people and you kind of want to help someone who doesn't really, who says they want help, but for some reason they're not listening. Like the um, like uh, if you ha- if you were friends with a girl through puberty and like they were talking about how difficult it is to find a nice guy and you're the yeah. nice friend trying to help them, yeah, and they just. And you don't understand why they can't see that kind of thing. Mm. It's because they're not, they're just they're saying that they want that certain thing, yeah. But it's not a rational thing. They need to be kind of choked, like <laughs> grabbed, and they they want to be swept away yeah. with the intensity of the reality of the fantasy. Yeah, all three words. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, trying to think of, like it's like somebody reading a poem to you as opposed to going to a rock concert where they're doing the same poem, but with all the music and it's kind of like more yeah. intense and it yeah. breaks through into you. They need yeah. someone to break through all their... You, yeah, you're their, reading the scripts instead of seeing the movie. Yeah, yeah. Breaking through. They, they need Someone needs to break through. And like, it takes... A, you need to be act differently to break through to someone than you do to try and like talk someone... Uh, you know, talk to somebody or listen to somebody or whatever. Mm. Like, it's very different than breaking through to somebody. So, like, yeah, I think she needed someone to break through, and it's just like I've 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 tried that with a, I've done that with a, with a load of people in the past, and it's just like just 
you need that, but mm. even if I give it to you and I, I then stop giving it to you, you're still gonna. It's not gonna fix you because you just want the drama and the yeah. fantasy of it. Also, I was just like, ah, I'm fucking out. But yeah, that's my single life: <laughs> <laughs> crying women in pubs, yeah. just uh, losing their <laughs> government documents, <laughs> <laughs> being like, oh, oh, I don't know. Like, oh, okay, fair enough. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go back in my car and you can watch me drive away. (laughs) (laughs) You seem to get a certain degree of comfort from that for some reason. I hope it's as good for you as it is for me. (laughs) (laughs) And just, yeah, she even like called me from, like she got my number off of somebody and Mm. called me while I was driving there. And was like, hey, you, when are you going to get here soon? Like, his party's kicking off. It's <laughs> like, I don't know who you are. The party's <laughs> kicking off in Weatherspoons. <laughs> if I hear about anything kicking off in Weatherspoons, I'm not going to Weatherspoons. <laughs> oh, they're going to play Sheryl Crow louder than usual. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Bonnie Lady Tyler. Gaga. Yeah. <laughs> Total eclipse of the crushing loneliness. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you know, you can't, uh, I guess you, it's, you get to a point where you either accept, because it's entirely possible that they could have gone down that route and, oh, but <laughs> the, the day after, like she was totally hammered. Uh, well, I went home that night and, uh, mm. but I found out that she, after that, she quit her job and moved to Brighton. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I can't make it work with this guy, I may as well go to Brighton. <laughs> I'm going to the opposite side of the country to try and rebuild everything. Uh, which is no commentary on me. But it's just it went so well, she moved to Brighton. When I say no, I really say no. No means no. With Fuck the rest of the lizards. <laughs> I like it where it's warm. <laughs> yeah. It's warm on the sea. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I tried to yeah, just try to break the tension. <laughs> this is pretty fucking weird. The only reason I'm here is because well, I get one out for just for a drink. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you're really excited that I'm here, and I don't know why. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> I was never good at the dating thing. I didn't do many of them, to be fair. Yeah, I think. Any relationship I had, I kind of stumbled into, like, almost by accident. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't think it was, it wasn't really through lack of, like, having crushes or anything like that. It was Mm. just, like, I was never the kind of person who was good at closing the deal. (laughs) Like, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I would just... Like, I've had people come up to me and be like, you do realise that I liked you years ago, right? And I've been like, yeah, it's weird because I liked you as well. But we just, I didn't, you didn't, nothing happened. <laughs> and that must have happened like three times. It's, it's just, it's just weird. And it's not, I don't think, it, I don't know if it's like, because I can't see it or couldn't see it or whatever, or because I just didn't have the sack to actually just to, to say anything. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I can't remember too many examples um, from our uni stuff, I remember a few bits and bobs, but it was more like 
casual you were you were interested in somebody you tried it out and it didn't quite work out whatever yeah. but yeah, yeah didn't really you had the whole like people just kind of like if we stand close to each other maybe something will happen yeah you know yeah. and like yeah enjoying just the naive when i was yeah and the energy of the being around people that you're yeah. kind of interested in i only ever had one crush actually that was at uni as well we, we then started a date and then i just uh, I've broken up with one of my girlfriends just mm. because I, I think I've always got into relationships for the well, not for the wrong reasons, but uh, I don't know. I've always just been too nice. Yeah, which <laughs> <laughs> is why I'm so not nice anymore, yeah. or try not to be nice anymore. But yeah, just like I, I did, I did the same with friendships as well. It's just get into a, a relationship, and it's just like I, I like helping people, mm. and you help people too much. Yeah. And then, like, I, oh, can I have some help? They're like, no, you need to help me some more. I'm, like, ah, I'm just going to leave them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, this is the first relationship of, I've been in, hopefully the last as well. Yeah. Um, where, like, it's kind of hit me that, like, okay, you, you can find someone and be with someone that's not going to make you do things that you don't want to do. Mm. Like where whether it's the things you do together or just or the things you spend time with or the fact that you can just go off and do your own thing if you want to. Yeah, like, yeah. I think that's why this one has like has worked like perfectly. Mm. Just just because it's it's what it, it's not something that I expected a relationship could be after all the ones yeah, that yeah. I've had in the past. There was like there's always a weird feeling of like. Um... I had a mate who was in a relationship and we were out having a drink. He said, oh, I was meant to be up with my girlfriend after this, but uh, I think I'll just call it off. <laughs> and it's kind of this, yeah. And she and he phoned her up and she was like, yeah, sure, no worries, I'm out with my friends anyway. Yeah. And it was just kind of like, what? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, you've committed to meeting up with your girlfriend. Society states that that yeah. is the hierarchy. Exactly. And you've decided to, it's like, yeah, it seems like, like a weird, yeah. wouldn't she be pissed? Shouldn't you be pissed that you're not seeing her? And it's like, no, I've been going out for ages, so. Yeah. We'll it's see each other of, later tonight exactly. or tomorrow. It's it's like well, the, nothing is really a big deal. Yeah, and again, this is kind of like the evolution of like fucking teenage relationships yeah. through yeah. to adult. I don't know many forty-year-old couples who are like because <laughs> when you're a teenager, you're the you're the center of the fucking world, mm. and every relationship that you have matters intensely. <laughs> and like, and whether it's that's with another girl or with your mate or something like with brothers until the end of the earth and just mm. like oh, probably see you later <laughs> <laughs> yeah and just like I guess like the first time you're experiencing a number of things like imagine the first time you watched um, I don't know Saving Private Ryan you're like this film's fucking incredible yeah and then like, you watch it again and you're like it's still fucking incredible but then you watch it when you're 40 after years of watching it and you're yeah. like it's a good film yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm happy to pause it halfway through and watch the rest tomorrow yeah, or, <laughs> so yeah. you kind of you're un- you're learning about yourself when you're young through other people as well it's perspective as well though. like when if if you're friends with someone for like two years when you're 15 or 16 or whatever that's a significant portion of your life yeah like two years is a big chunk but if I was made friends with someone two years ago and I was still friends with them now like two years now I'm nearing 30 mm. it's like I, if if I stop talking to people or if I lose touch with people, it's probably not really going to matter in the long run. Yeah. But when you're a kid, it's all that matters. Like you are, you, you, it's such a big part of your life. And I think just time gives you perspective. So yeah, they just grow. We should have topped this podcast or introduced this podcast. It's <laughs> not going to be a very funny one. <laughs> like, like we haven't got any uh, new stuff this week. Is this kind of like? Uh, 
uh, talking one. We're just going to try and talk a little bit introspectively and mm. try and, um, yeah, just talk about real stuff. We felt like the news might need a bit of a break. Real stuff. Yeah, after Nazis applying to be astronauts <laughs> yeah. and Bonnie Tyler transcending into the sun. <laughs> we thought might try and lighten it up a little bit. Well, yeah. Try and bring it back down to realities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think being a... When you're a kid, you're kind of like... Yeah, you're kind of domesticated. So, like, everything that happens happens inside your house or inside your school or inside your bubble. Yeah. And so you kind of hoard all these friends and hoard everything together. And then eventually you step outside and you get your own house and you mm. try to recreate it, but it doesn't quite work. And then, yeah. you know, you'd be like, oh, I'll just be an individual then, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just kind of do my thing. And, 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 yeah, and that changes the dynamic of a lot of relationships, I think. Yeah. A lot of uh, friendships and relationships. Yeah. I mean, like, it's weird to me now to... It's, well, yeah, partly because of age, but it's weird to d- go on a date with someone who lives with their parents. Like, to yeah. talk with, like, a 29-year-old who lives with their parents. It's like, well, this is, you know... I'm happy to talk about why you're planning on moving out or yeah. what you're doing. It's like, we can't go back to mine because my mum's home. It's <laughs> like, this is weird. <laughs> it's my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's like, you're in a long-term relationship yeah. or whatever. So it's like... But dating would be just would just be strange, yeah. You know, for me, and and then it's still semi weird for roommates, mm. but that's more understandable. You yeah, know? it's just like yeah, it's just still a bit more adult, but yeah, yeah, yeah. This relationship changes you get older because you you're meant to change as you get older. I mean, I fucking I know people who still want to cling to the idea of who they were when they were thirteen. Uh. And still yeah. want to do the things they did when they were 13 and have the same experiences when they were 13. Yeah. What they say about drugs, um, when you take drugs and every, um, con- con- every, every experience of drugs after that is you're chasing the experience of the first time you did it. Yeah. So you're chasing the feeling of an experience that you had long ago that will never be truly recreated, but you're just mm. chasing that dragon. Yeah. And I think people do that with their fucking childhood and, you know, when they were 18 or, you know, when they wanted to do it and then they try to recuperate by having plastic surgery. Like, I'm still young, you know, <laughs> or like try to have that midlife crisis. I've got Porsche. It's like, yeah, just stop, stop trying to relive the past and yeah. just start trying to experience what life is now. Yeah. So yeah, people should grow up and should become individuals. But, yeah, yeah. Some people seem resistant to it. I haven't. I I can't figure out how I feel about reunions. On the one hand, like the the whole like being surrounded by people who are like just uh, just just kind of like bathing in nostalgia. Like oh this, and do you remember when? Yeah. And like oh, do you remember like, Care Bears? Yeah. yeah, it's it can be great for about two or three minutes and then after that it's just like what what have you done recently mm. like what and more importantly you stumble on you stumble across the, the the reasons why you don't hang out anymore yeah like and and like all of this like i've got someone um someone trying to like constantly constantly trying to arrange um stuff for like university like mm. meetups and gatherings and stuff. And it's like, well, the people I really want to stay in touch with, I stay in touch with. Mm. And but outside of that, you don't really need to do a big thing. And the more I, the more I think about it, the more I think it's that, um, 
they want to be seen as like the center person that's pulled everyone back together and yeah. like just made everyone's life ace by yeah. by reuniting all of these people and being a hero. I am the seven something of separation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and that kind of shit just doesn't appeal to me. They might just be trying to be a nice person, and it could yeah. just be that I'm incredibly cynical. <laughs> they but... might just want to talk to their friends. Though, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. yeah, but it's it's phrases like "get the band back together" and shit like that. It's like and, and the crew. It's like yeah. we were never a crew. <laughs> we, were, we were never a band. Like we, we we just we were just people that knew each other at this point in our lives, and that's not a romantic thing. Like, that's just how it is. And if you're still living in that moment where you need that comfort and stability from people that were around you 10 years ago, then mm. you might need to reevaluate some things in your life. Well, it's just that living in the past thing. It's like, well, you're, are, you, are you chasing the, the feeling of friendship that you had 10 years ago? Are you looking yeah. to create or build on a new friendship? You know, yeah. just, <clears throat> yeah, what is your intentions with it? I mean, it might just be laugh like a back to school party or whatever. Yeah. It's just, I fancy a night out. Let's see yeah. if everyone can be together or whatever. Like, if you consider yourself genuinely a social person, if you haven't made a friend, like a single friend, or someone that you speak to regularly, someone mm. different, in, like, three, four years, that's there's something wrong. You're not as sociable as you may think you might be. No, <laughs> no. It's like, it's fine if you're not, but then you're trying to be the centre of something that doesn't mm. exist anymore. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah, what are your intentions? What are you chasing? What do you want to do? Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, people just... I think largely people realise that they don't really know what to do with their lives because nobody really does. <laughs> and nobody really knows what's going on because the fucking... The moon's going to block the sun or something. So yeah. what do we do now? You know? So I think they just kind of try to grab onto whatever they feel like they should be doing or yeah. feel like they it would be better if they were doing something else. Mm. Same like vegans telling people not to eat meat. It's like, you know, they just feel like they should be telling people to help people. Yeah. And it's like, well, if that's what you feel like <laughs> is the best way to go about your life, then go for it, you know. just was it, They can't even drink goat's milk. And I've never had goat's milk, but if somebody told me that I could never have goat's milk, <laughs> I'd be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Get off my drive. <laughs> What about goat's milk? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think also there's certain checkpoints in people's lives that I think they don't... If Either people miss or people are terrified of missing it. What was that? It was like there was a thing recently. Was it like fear of missing out? FEMO. FEMO. Yeah. Is that fear? F oh, FOMO. 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 Sorry. Yeah. I, I always think Mimo. Think before you speak, Steve. I always <laughs> think Mimo, which is like something that you used to say on Live and Kicking. Which was miss it, miss out. Which I, I don't, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know why that's stuck in my head. Memo, FOMO. Me, memo, yeah, FOMO, fear of missing out. But yeah, people get afraid of missing certain checkpoints <laughs> and like having certain experiences. I mean, I've I relayed um, my own person, like, because I haven't been in a relationship for a long time through choice. Yeah. And I'm happy about that choice. But because of that, I've missed certain momentum pushes from. Yeah from those experiences so loads of people go through a number of different like short-term long-term relationships and either it's a really good relationship which gives them momentum to kind of become a better person or to do things do something different with their partner or the relationship the, they, the relationship goes bad and either they want to better themselves or they want to prove their partner wrong or they want to get back at their partner or they want to do something they get that kind of 
push to kind of like right this uh, there's a definite change in yeah. life where like oh I've, I've now started dating someone that means i can learn how to make crepes and we can have crepes for breakfast every sunday that's yeah. my view of relationships <laughs> i'm gonna get a crepe machine <laughs> who told me they can make crepes somebody did and i was like fuck you <laughs> <laughs> and i like a crepe and a homemade crepe would be great but it's just a pancake <laughs> it's no but it's like a thin pancake isn't it yeah it's the pancake diet. I don't... <laughs> well, pancake's just an omelette. Yes, <laughs> it is. Pancake's just a fucking omelette with some bread thrown in it. <laughs> and I love a pancake. <laughs> but, so yeah. why did you never become a chef? <laughs> <laughs> love cooking. Yes. Worked in a restaurant. <laughs> Kept putting flour into scrambled eggs. <laughs> Fuck it, it's going to rise. <laughs> it's not going to rise. This full English is great, but it needs more yeast. <laughs> so yeah, I think uh, people start in relationships, and you get all those new relationship goals that's all a faded memory for me. But <laughs> <laughs> what was it like? You know, I'm going to shower every day, brush my teeth. <laughs> you know, like you know, go to the gym. Was it? Yeah, you know, when you start a new relationship, what you're going to go and do interesting? You know, talk to your friends. <laughs> It's true, isn't it? You're like, oh, I've just started dating this person. Oh, yeah, you should meet her sometime. Oh, let's meet and do a double date somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got this. <laughs> it's a whole different parallel universe of just, yeah. <laughs> just going to go do these things. Let's go berry picking. <laughs> Why did I do it in a Sesame Street boy? <laughs> yeah, so like, yeah, you get that momentum from like relationships. And then, yeah, different relationships, as we said before, like a relationship when you're 16 is just like, you know, l- peace and love. At least was for me anyway. <laughs> there's probably lots of teenage angst relationships. There's no, there's, there's never any depth in teenage relationships, really. It was not my my first like proper relationship was definitely puppy love. Yeah, in every regard of it, it was just fucking. Oh, I, I can't. Yeah, it was like oh, this is our song. And it was a song that, like, I would never have listened to. But it was like, oh, yeah, but it has meaning because... So, yeah, it was just fucking puppy love. So, yeah, when you're young, you have that weird sense of love. And then you get, I imagine, like, early... Like, university love is probably really different as well. It's like, oh, yeah, we're going to change the world. You know, we're not going to be like those fascists. You know, and then, like, after uni, it's probably more like, going to start my new life. Because your relationship is going to be different when you're a different person, and everyone goes through these different cycles. Yeah. So yeah, this is the kind of generic after uni, start a new life, and then thirties are just like, fuck it, who's driving that car? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give him my bank card and my birth certificate. Maybe that will work. Yeah. <laughs> fuck no, she was young as well. She was, she yeah. was like seven. <laughs> That's why she didn't have a driver's license. Now I think she was used to like you know, I think she's like twenty years old. Twenty years old and already losing her best. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. My first relationship was my first relationship was long distance. Just <laughs> <laughs> a pen pal. <laughs> that's, that's that's how I, I think that's just how I like my communication. <laughs> just you go over there. <laughs> Stay here. Are you from Stoke? No. Excellent. I'm attracted <laughs> to you already. <laughs> yeah. She lived like right on the south coast. 
Uh, That's pretty long distance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's in like Worthing, so it's like yeah, it's like near near Brighton. <laughs> like we just it, it was when I was a kid, and I was just in a chat room, and it was just one of these people that I talked to all the time. Yeah, and like we were together in quotes for like <laughs> yeah. two years, and we met three times, <laughs> three Jesus. times in two years, and it was a lot. And that was when I was fourteen, right. How did you, when did you meet the first time? Um, Service station halfway up the M6. No, uh, I think, I think my mum took me down there. (laughs) (laughs) Hey mum, I've met this person on the internet. (laughs) They want me to come stay with them for the foreseeable future. (laughs) Any chance for a lift? Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, initially, I was just, just going to get the bus down there. Cause it was the like, bus to Brighton. <laughs> Forcing your kid with his thumb out. <laughs> Where are you going? I'm meeting the internet girl. <laughs> <laughs> but this is this is this was like before it became like a really popular thing to like internet dating and all of that stuff. It started to take off like a few years after that, yeah. and like now it's considered like not weird yeah, at not, all yeah. to meet people online but then it was really fucking odd and I was 14 <laughs> it's just like, I'm years ahead of my time <laughs> I'm a genius yeah. figure this shit out yeah this is before they discovered all of the sex crimes that were happening in chat room yeah <laughs> well eventually like I, I like I broke up with her and it was, she was just like can't, can't you do this face to face it was just like no <laughs> <laughs> That's why they invented uh, emoticons. Yeah, face to face, have a sad face. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you three times in two years. If I do that, it's going to take me another eighteen months to break up with you. Like twenty-five <laughs> percent of our relationship can't be me breaking up with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it was really, it's really fucking odd because breaking up with someone over chat, it's like. It, and it's a point where we didn't all have our own computers or anything. You had, like, your family computer. So <laughs> Doing it in the living room. <laughs> so she's in the front room with her dad, like, crying into a keyboard. Which <laughs> <laughs> is, like, horrific looking back. But it's just dad's like, just like, hurry up, love. I want to play Minesweeper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He dumped you, but, you know. <laughs> how many mines are there? Yeah. And like... <laughs> This is when you paid for the internet by the minute as well. Like when it was dial-up, we used dial-up. <laughs> so it's like just make it quick. <laughs> Come online, just just briefly. About ten minutes. Cost about twenty quid. Yeah, I'm breaking up with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, chat rooms were weird. They were cool. That they were they were they were a thing to do. Yeah. Like my mate had AOL. Mm. I didn't have AOL, so like I used to go around his house and we used to just go on a chat room. I have no idea what we talked about, <laughs> but there, there was this AOL chat was there, and it made the pleasant sounds. Yeah. Like, oh, this is hey, really that's cool. what we started on. We had AOL, and then everybody got MSN. Yeah, and then MSN was like, oh yeah, like you could choose your own name. Yeah, so it was always a lyric. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then they brought out the, you know, it tells you what you're listening what you're to. Listening to. So you just like play something, even if you didn't want to listen to anything, you just put it on and then turn the volume down. Yeah, and someone would be like, "Oh my god, he's listening to a really cool band." Yeah. Stop conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And you had like a name and then you had a description underneath where you could just like write a little bit about yourself and people would just put in loads of stupid faces and like try oh, and right. draw things with words. <laughs> <laughs> just paint. <are> they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like you had a load of I had a load of people on my fucking chat list that I never spoke to in school, but they all went to school and we just like yeah. just People that now and again you'd talk to like on MSN, but in school you wouldn't even pay any attention to each other. And those really fucking annoying conversations as well that were always, hey, hey, how are you? I'm good. Are you good? I'm good too. And that was it. And that was the only interaction you ever had with this person. (laughs) But it was every couple of days. (laughs) Like, are you okay? Yeah, I'm great. I had a weird one. Like, um, because I I was sociable at school, like, uh, uh, eventually. In A levels, I was it was social, because um, like our GCSEs opened me up a little bit, which we'll talk about a bit later. Mm. But uh, yeah, trying to get into um, talking to people, but there were certain group of people I just never ended up talking to. It was always like, oh, you know, like you say, you just never talked to them in school. Yeah, I start, started talking to this someone who was deemed a bit of a weirdo. Um, but we used to talk to anyway and um he invited me to play this game uh, i think it was like guild wars one or whatever yeah so i started playing i tried it out with him and he was friends with people that you would not expect him to be friends with at school so i was talking to like people who were like pieces of shit yeah but they were like being quite friendly in guild wars <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like this is fucking surreal <laughs> in school you're like in the lowest grade of maths yeah and like you're an absolute douchebag yeah but by night you're a mage <laughs> Mage hell bent on destroying the evil demon overlord. It's like, yeah. all right, fair enough. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely social circles that were like in real life. No, but yeah, <laughs> fucking <laughs> online. Why not? The first time we met, we just fucked off and played World of Warcraft. Yeah, <laughs> well, that was because my addiction started again. Yeah. Uh, just, I, I go through waves of. I nearly had it again recently, and it was so fucking strong. And I yeah. was like, ah, just fuck it. No, <laughs> I just get. It's, it's probably the same as fucking. If it's such a strong draw yeah. to when I start to get addicted to something. And it's never I've never been addicted to anything that is directly bad for you. No. Like I've never been drawn to alcohol, no. never really been drawn to drugs. Not like outside chemicals, just but it, it's it is it's, it's, it's a mental activity. You, you're addicted a, to the endorphins or the Yeah, well, it's just a this meditative thing to do like a habitual thing just yeah. to kind of like right do this for a while and yeah i was just in that phase and i was like i'm a my addiction's growing do you have that do you have do you play this game yeah well then fuck off and <laughs> skype me <laughs> it's, that was my attempt at not being a real life friend but we'll just be friends online <laughs> i just find it really weird that um there's certain there's things that that i find really relaxing and meditative that other people find really hectic and one of them was um the most recent one I had was a game, uh, I think it's called Stardew Valley. And mm. it's, did you ever play Harvest Moon? No, but I think I've seen a bit of Stardew Valley. It's, yeah, it's like, it's just a, it's a farming game, yeah. essentially. And um, so you build your farm and grow your crops and raise your animals and you live in this little village and you form relationships with people and everything mm. like that. And like, I got just sucked into it and like, just played for like a week straight and like, I, I guess I just had some time off or something, mm. just, or I just didn't go in either way. Um, <laughs> Farming, yeah, yeah, and we're just like just in this 
just really nice meditative state. Oh, I'm going to water my tomatoes. I'm like, oh, yeah. like that shit. And then like, I, would, I said to Vix, I was like, you should, you should give it a go. This seems like something you might find quite zen. And I gave it to her. She was just like, this isn't relaxing at all. There's so much to do. <laughs> yeah, tomatoes like, need water. I'm going to clear the weeds. I'm going <laughs> to pick the fruit. The cow's whinging about something. <laughs> <laughs> this cunt wants to go on a date. I don't want to date this guy. I'm already dating this guy. I've got a weed guy. <laughs> Just like, all right, <laughs> just uh, just yeah. j- just don't grow anything. Don't make any money. Do, or you can just spend the whole time sleeping. Just <laughs> yeah. sleep. You won't die. You don't need to eat. You'll be fine. Your dog might die, but you'll be fine. <laughs> well, it's just I think people forget. Like people relax in different ways, right? So some people relax by listening to whale noise, right? On vacuum like, cleaners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good old vacuum cleaner album always gets me nice and relaxed. Um, but yeah, like in a massage, like not do anything and turn their mind off by not doing anything or being looked after or having their stresses relieved that way. But I've always find much more relaxation in doing something very complex, but yeah. I'm just in the zone doing. Yeah, That's why like waiting tables was always like never a problem for me because when it was really busy, you just like, you switch off. You just automatically like, you, it's such a simple task of what table is expecting their food this table okay it's been approximately and there's loads of like parts to it of like yeah. how long Just you've got like so many tables have they got their drinks have they got this have they got that lots of moving parts but i suppose you get into but a rhythm if, if it's all organized it's, yeah. it's literally just you can walk through it completely yeah. and you, so but yeah so when it's really fucking busy it was, well, it was almost zen like like you'd be tired and you'd be you know t- um, knackered and whatever but yeah. your brain would just be like yep this is fine i've got this under control it's, time flies by and then you go like that was a productive day kind yeah. of thing so the same with you know uh, computer games or puzzles or mm. whatever like rock climbing like if you can turn off your brain in by doing the manual t- it's the manual tasks that you know yeah like i <laughs> i used to um go to this warehouse when i was a kid like um, to work with uh, friends parents me and him would just go to this warehouse that his parents worked at and yeah. I'd just put together cardboard boxes. It's just like, <laughs> just loads of flat pack boxes. Yeah. They were flat packed because that's how they're meant to be stored. Yeah. And I just ruined that by just <laughs> building the boxes. I'm like, I've made 50 boxes today. <laughs> <laughs> just because I could be like, yep, yeah, just do that manual task. And yeah. dum, there you go, sorted. And- yeah, I, get, I get that at work. Like a big chunk, like uh, a sizable chunk of my job throughout parts of the year is doing mailings and because we we don't we're not a big enough company to really go and get someone to do it for us mm. we just do it in-house so like i'll just sit there with boxes of leaflets and boxes of um uh, catalogs just stuffing them into envelopes and then sending them off yeah just over and over all day and those are the the day goes really quick and yeah. I don't remember anything that happens. You almost just... It's, and it is just meditative. Like, I think that it always reminds me of, like... Um, not that I'm comparing myself to Einstein. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's when, like, when Einstein was having a problem, he used to just go and work at the post office. And, like, because... <laughs> I didn't want him there. <laughs> oh, fucking Albert's here. Yeah. Fucking hide the stamps. <laughs> but just, there was just something about that all day, yeah, yeah. just like that it just gave him it switched his switched everything off and answers would just come to him mm. because he wasn't thinking about them anymore and stuff yeah and it's like yeah it, like shit like that just lets me it, it's a thing that allows me to work things through and maybe it's the same with the farming thing because i'm not really thinking about it well it's just i think you're in, uh, 
everyday life is a constant struggle between your conscious and your subconscious. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're just like, there's two parts of you, isn't there? There's like the part of you that's kind of like the conscious part and the aware part trying to do stuff. Yeah. And then there's the far superior intellectually and wisdomly subconscious yeah. that's just kind of murmuring things into an echo chamber and you're just kind of getting these glimpses of your subconscious coming through and you're being like oh yeah i do think that or oh yeah, yeah that really like, it's what an epiphany is just like your subconscious finally getting something through yeah in like a crystal clear form so like when you turn off your conscious mind you know it's almost like it's quieter so you can kind of hear your subconscious a little yeah. bit more that's why all meditation like that i've ever tried is always like in order to, to quieten your conscious mind to kind of get you to just stop thinking because yeah. you're trying to think, but your subconscious is way better at it. <laughs> so just let your subconscious break through from time to time. Yeah. And then you, your subconscious doesn't think in words because you don't think in words. You think in images, but you, yeah. if you're yeah. thinking in words, you're thinking of an image and then saying the words. You're almost yeah. doing like a delayed because reaction. Because you're born without a language, filtering so that it's thing. not what you're designed to do, really. So yeah, it's why like dreams of images like give you meaning and stuff like that. And yeah. Like you might get an image in your head if you meditate or if you hallucinate and stuff like that. It's like those images are the powerful things that you need to decrypt and images speak a thousand words, or whatever. So like the meaning needs to be understood and explored and all that kind of shit. So if you're turning off your conscious mind by doing a mundane task, mm. then you, your mind's quiet and then yeah, something can kind of break through. There's a quote in like Mad Men, I think where he says, if you have a good idea, if you want to have a good idea or you want to have that epiphany, think really hard about something for an hour and then never think about it again. And then eventually this, you'll be like doing something completely unrelated and then, yeah. oh, right, that's the thing. That's what it comes for. Yeah. Because when you're actively thinking about it, you're actively thinking about it, but your subconscious will continue to think about it or whatever. Yeah. It's like you can work things through that are already there, but if you get stuck with something, it's because you don't physically have the tools to, to gain the answer. Mm at that point and they'll come to you over time maybe yeah but if you're sitting in that room just thinking about that thing it's not going to help yeah well that's what i want to kind of do with um writing now is with like <laughs> the beginning of this podcast was like oh i'm gonna do loads of stand-up and i'm gonna make a sketch show and i'm gonna do all these kind of stuff we wish to keep us accountable for all of our productivity yeah what have you done this week nothing <laughs> it's now nearly read this funny article <laughs> <laughs> yeah have you heard about body tyler singing a cruise ship yeah. like no it's like yeah fucking nearly pretty much a year later and we're still like we've progressed but the podcast hasn't been about being accountable no, to exactly. creativity like, it's kind yeah, of grown like, into something else i've definitely done stuff i just don't. not the stuff that you planned out no, to see no, planned out to do completely different stuff but yeah been productive just not in a not in a funny way <laughs> yeah well not in the yeah you want you want yeah not in the musical way that yeah you wanted to yeah like, do, you, do you still want to do musical kind of stuff yeah it's just not a priority yeah that's it's kind of been knocked fun. down a few pieces. yeah yeah but um yeah it's still like it's, it's still working on things it's trying not to spread myself too thin because if i concentrate on one thing it'll stop me concentrating on another and i always have that problem where i'll do i'll have loads of plates spinning and I won't concentrate on any of them, and they all fall down. <laughs> as opposed to just trying to spin one plate and keep it spinning for as long as I can. Yeah. 
More like the video stuff, I think, is quite an easy plate to keep spinning, obviously. Cause once, yeah, once it's going, initi- like, initially it's it's trying to get a steady, Start the momentum going. Yeah, get so. a steady flow of customers coming in, and then that sort of starts to market itself, and then you don't have to worry about it anymore. And then, yeah. it, once it's to a point where it's just like, this is my job, yeah. then it's well, fine. Well, you can be like, you know, you want, what, 12 customers a year? Yeah. To, something like that. And then, like, if you've got 12, if you haven't got 12, you're like, oh, I need to figure out to market a bit better. Or, yeah. Or something like that. So I think that's quite an easy plate to keep spinning. But yeah, the rest is what uh, gym stuff and music stuff and gym stuff. Gym stuff spinning <clears throat> like quite nice now, mm. just because I've figured out how to do it in my in my in my routine. And mm. it change the days when I go changes every week. But it's just like it, I don't have a block anymore, which is just like well, I can't. There's no point in doing it then if I can't do it today yeah. as well. It's like no, just just do it when you can. It's more important that you just you just keep doing it. I'm still yeah. swimming every morning and mm. stuff. So it's like yeah, I, I, it's yeah, it's it's doing things often enough to the point where you can't use anything else as an excuse. Mm. Where it's just like well, it's almost almost like well, I've got to eat. How where will I find the time to breathe? Yeah, like the two are not related at all. There's no there's no reason no excuse why you can't do more than more than one thing but you have to you have to get to a certain point with each thing before you can then trust yeah. it to continue spinning on, on its own so in terms of spinning plates are there other plates to be spun or is it just kind of making sure those two don't fall and then the music stuff can happen like yeah in between? yeah at the minute i'm i'm <clears throat> doing enough of the music stuff just so i don't fall behind with it necessarily but not necessarily getting better Mm. It's just kind of like keeping it, keeping warm. Yeah, kind of keeping keeping it where it is. So I'm not coming back to a guitar like a year later, having not played at all. It's just playing, just just doing things often enough, so it's it just stays there. So yeah. I'm not losing ground with it. Um, but then, yeah, the the bulk of it at the minute is is just it's, it's just the video stuff. Yeah, um, and the yeah, the, and the gym stuff's taking care of itself now. So fair play. Yeah. But there's I, there's nothing else on the horizon that I really want to get interested in, but just because there's just going to be so much shit happening over the next year, like in the next six months, six months in the in in the next in the next eleven months, I'm gonna we're going to have a house and get married, which is like, oh have you set a date yeah oh, okay <laughs> fair enough I'll find out what it is afterwards <laughs> I gave you a save the date no you didn't. <laughs> I don't have one. Well, I'll, I'll probably, I'll probably be free. <laughs> no, I'm not free. You've got to rearrange it. It's next July. Okay. <laughs> the entirety of July. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so yeah, in the next, uh, yeah, yeah, fucking eleven months. Yeah, lots yeah. of stuff's gonna be going on. Mm. But yeah, once the momentum of the plates have uh, started to go with the video stuff and the yeah. gym stuff, then music stuff. Will yeah. Jump up and Pick stuff. Up. Like. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to do uh, writing of comedy and writing of sketches and stuff like that and just creating more creative content, which I haven't really done. Um, but I had a bit of an epiphany uh, earlier this week, which is like you know a year on from when I started. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a slow builder. I'm like yeah. building up. I'm like Game of Thrones. I take yeah. ages to not fulfill the things that you wanted. So, yeah. I and think... then other people keep spoiling it for you. <laughs> well, I tried to... I've written a few things, uh, stories that I think are funny, that I think are stand-up bits, but 
I always got really, I didn't, I was never really happy with them because it was kind of like, why am I telling this story? And, you know, what's the point of it? And what, how's it, what, the way that I'm, the story itself will be received in a certain way that isn't the real reason that I'm trying to put across. And mm. I think so much about it and I'd be like, I'd overthink it basically is how it felt. But I realized that I think it's just, I need a narrative. I need a, and, and I need the, the talk to be a point to be informative, to be, to be thought-provoking, or to, yeah, thought-provoking, but not in, like, an intellectual way. Well, I think, I, I, for, for me, comedy's memorable when it's interesting. There's plenty of things that have made me piss myself laughing that mm. have been completely forgettable, and I and 90% of them, I couldn't tell you what they are now. Yeah. But, like, I guess if, you, if, you, if, you, if you're a stand-up, you want to be memorable. And part of that comes from being, yeah, being being interesting, and that comes yeah. before <clears throat> being funny in a weird way. Yeah, well, it's just it, it, it's much funnier to me when something is real. Yeah, like if somebody's telling you a real story, or somebody's telling you something that has a point, and they're telling it to you, but they're also making you laugh. It's it, it, it you can't tell every you can't inform everybody that way you can't provoke thoughts in everybody through comedy yeah but i think that's the most effective way because at the at the base level of everything i think everything's just kind of silly and ridiculous yeah so if you look at everything as silly and ridiculous you can kind of laugh at everything so just give them an example that something will be funny so yeah i had a bit of a thought where i was like right i think um instead of trying to think of something funny and then try to attach meaning to it, I think, or try and surround it with meaning, I think I just need to t- turn it on its head and just be like, think of something meaningful. Because there's loads of little things that I'm talking about in the podcast that I've obviously got like a kind of a thought process behind. And it would be better for me, well, it's, it's better for everybody if, if you think something or you feel a certain way about something, just explore it. Yeah. Just look through it. Go to B and Q. Get some tiki torches. Rally around a statue. <laughs> <laughs> but explore it because one, you might learn. You'll you'll learn more about it. You'll learn more about yourself, and you'll either agree with it or no longer agree with it. Like my my oldest, uh, biggest thing for me was I used to think that I didn't like eggs when I was a kid. I had eggs when I was like six. I was like, I don't like eggs. Yeah. And then like twelve, I was like oh, sixteen. I was like, I'll try eggs again. Oh, I like eggs now. Yeah, you know, you just you explore. I don't like eggs, so I'll try an egg. Oh, I like eggs now. Okay, I've changed. So you can you can turn a negative into a positive. You can turn ignorance into ignorance into um, insight, or you can fucking turn a positive into a negative. But it's not the end of the world because everything's silly. So just fucking explore everything and learn about it and figure out exactly how you feel. Because I think the biggest problem, the biggest thing I've noticed recently when having, because I get into like big talks and debates with people on a semi-regular basis when I put myself out there to actually talk to people. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and every single time I've, I've done that, people have presented things that they feel that y- you know are just like the gut, rent, the, uh, the, the reflex reaction of, to something. Yeah. And then as soon as you kind of put it into a real world, all right, let's actually talk about it. Why do you feel that way? Oh, I don't feel that way. So well, that's, that's what you said you believed. Mm. And then let's question it. And let's, or let's not even question it. Let's just actually work it into, all right, let's actually put, do this that you want to do. Yeah. And it just starts to crumble. And the reason it crumbles is because it's just like a fleeting thought that you've had or a gut reaction to something. And you haven't thought it through. or exp- And th- it sounds condescending to be like, you haven't thought it through, but I don't mean it condescending. Why? Well, it's been, you just, you haven't thought enough about it. Mm. I mean, if you want to, 
is that there are people who say they want to travel the world, right? Oh, I sometimes want to get on a plane and just you know, land somewhere. Like, okay, well, go do it. And yeah, and yeah, but where would you go? Well, I wouldn't go to Russia. Okay, well, then you wouldn't get on a plane anywhere, would you? You get yeah. on a plane, certain airline to this. Oh, yeah, but I don't want to go there. Right, well, that costs that amount of money. It's like, you just, just think about it. If you really want to, if you, if the seed of exploration is placed before you and you mm. feel that seed, then just water it and give it some soil and look into it properly because maybe it's not the world that you want to explore. Maybe it's yourself. Maybe you want to explore inwardly. Maybe you want to explore music. Maybe you want to explore space and you're on LinkedIn. You know, <laughs> references to a previous podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just think things through and actually explore it. So that's what I want to do. That's what I think I'm going to do because if I'm given a stimulus, I kind of jump off on it a lot. Mm. And it, because it's just like conversation yeah. and I don't know how annoying it is but if someone's trying to have a normal conversation with me tangents tend to yeah. tend to grow pretty quick <laughs> end up talking about something else um, so I think if I and if somebody what's happened a few times is like workshopping stand up with people if people talk to me about an idea or they give me an idea I get really energetic and you know really uh, interested and, and give ideas and like talk about other stuff and then I'd be like oh yeah that'd be really cool and then if I was to do it I would do it this way but if I sit down at a computer to write I don't have that stimulus in front of me to work with mm. I just have like oh just talk about an infinite possibility of things yeah it's like, well I don't know yeah. so start off by just writing and then f once you've been given a, this is what this speech is going to be about, then make it funny. And just do it as an exercise, because like if I write a bit about um, white privilege and then make a load of jokes about white privilege, then there might just be a, a load of jokes about white privilege that I can do. And they'll be yeah. like, oh, I can put them in a bank and then do that. It's the feeling of, I'm going to write this and then that's going to be the entirety of it. Yeah. Whereas it should be seen as, I'm going to start creating things. If you, if you, if you make jewellery, you're not going to make one ring to rule everyone. <laughs> everyone will turn invisible. Yeah. Right. You just, you make, as, you make loads of jewelry. You make like, I'll make this and oh, I'll make that as well. And then some of it will sell. Some of it won't. Some of it you'll keep. Some of it will inspire you to make other things. So just think of it as, as a, you're, you're, as a profession that you're making stuff and you're just making as much as possible. And I've written stuff, ideas for comedy stuff that I've been like, this would be better as a, stand-up routine this would be better as a sketch this would be better as a short film this would be better as just a, a throwaway remark in some dialogue in an unrelated thing so just be like right well that that is i've written that that exists and i was going to write it for this but i should feel perfectly fine with using it in something else or yeah. putting it aside to use for something else same in music if you write a lick you know, the lick might be for, oh, this is going to be in the chorus. It's going to be for a main song. This is going to be an intro and a jingle. This is just going to be some background music. It's going to be some music in an elevator. Yeah. It's not, it's, there was some feeling that I needed to create my masterpiece immediately and on my first draft and in the right place at the right time. It's yeah. like, well, that's nothing to do with it. You should just fucking make stuff. <laughs> Same as like me having conversations. Just fucking have loads of them. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I mean, that's what I've decided to do. With my epiphany is to write out what let's just start writing every day. Write about yeah. what I'm thinking, like almost like a blog, but just write about what I'm thinking about that day, and then add funny to it, which I'm I feel comfortable enough doing. And then by adding the funny to it, you could overwrite what you were talking about, and it, or the what you were talking about could be so smothered with funny mm. that that's what a lot of the points are like Chris Rock, Bill Burr, Joe Rogan, all these great com comedians that I really like have 
done by talking about something serious, but it's surrounded by so much jokes and laughter that you're still talking about the subject, but you're giving examples that aren't conventionally normal to yeah. prove that point, which is what the comedy side of it is. So, so that's what I'm going to try and do with that. Yeah. <laughs> it felt very ranty. Yeah. But yeah, people tend to pigeonhole themselves a little bit too much or expect certain things of themselves, and it's just like, just fucking do. Yeah. And that was, that was some of my brutal advice to my second girlfriend, <laughs> bringing it back. Because <laughs> I think when I was like 18, I was like, my, my, my whole belief was just do it. As in yeah. just, if you want to be happy, just be happy. Yeah. And that's what I did. I just wanted to do it. And she was like going through a really rough time. And like, it, it, not, she wasn't even really going through a really rough time. She was just moping too much i was like yeah. if you want to be happy just be happy like, oh, it doesn't work like that so like, it works that way for me so it should work that way for you yeah you just need to truly believe it and truly want to be better or be happy or whatever as opposed to wanting to wallow instead of wanting to wallow just want to aspire to be better or aspire to be healthier or happier yeah. or whatever she's dead now <laughs> <laughs> she's not dead no <laughs> just wasn't sure if i could laugh <laughs> yeah no i broke up with her and she cried in a tree <laughs> she went to her nearest park climbed a tree and started crying fenced found her oh. yeah I've, I have an effect on people <laughs> not gonna, I can't hide from it <laughs> all, my, all the women I date seem to get in the trees weird. <laughs> I find them in the trees and they end in the trees <laughs> <laughs> they see me driving away <laughs> drive through tree girlfriends <laughs> one please <laughs> one oh yeah yeah and all of my relationships were always nine months because oh, yeah? yeah all of them <laughs> <laughs> well, all of the, the all the ones that lasted longer than a month lasted like nine months and that was just how long the hatred would gestate in me yeah until i gave birth to it and was like no this, yeah. this needs to stop <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think uh giving yourself the freedom to kind of create stuff and let it grow into other things is the key yeah I, the, a big argument that i started having with myself when i was started writing songs was that you it, it's something that you have to work on it's not something that you're naturally good at or anything like that anyone in particular like it's, you some people might have more of a pension for it or whatever but it's not something that that will happen naturally. You need to work on it. So this idea of being a writer who sits around and waits for the inspiration is bollocks. Mm. It's utter bollocks. Like you just need that. You're not going to get anywhere if you don't sit down and write. And you like you might have something good now and again, but you're not going to get any great amount, any any huge amount of material that's going to allow you to perform or or anything unless you sit down and write and work on it and accept that a lot of what you do will suck yeah but that that's the that's the only way you're going to get better at it like you can't there's there's loads of people who assume that being a creative is is, is about being more inspired by things or that, like being more open to the world about that things oh that that hits me that gives me a great idea to do this and it's it's not like the best creators in the world sit down and have in front of a blank piece of paper first thing in the morning and then stay there until it's full like they, they it's not it's not about sitting and waiting and hoping or going out and doing something completely different until suddenly the right idea comes along it's like you no know, you have to come up with the idea you have to physically sit down and and create like it's it's an active process it's not a passive process 
Yeah, I read an interesting thing about writing, which was you should aim to say you were writing an hour a day. <clears throat> you should finish that hour um, by getting to a point that you're really excited about. So, yeah. like, you've got say you've got a big idea for a fight scene. Yeah, you should write the hour building up to the fight scene and not start writing the fight scene at the end. You should be like because then to, you've got to, the evening to think about it or whatever yeah. to think about it, and then you go into it again like right now I can continue with that, and yeah. in that time you'll have another idea you'll for have just after that. something else. So I I saw that about because I was trying to figure out how to structure it, like a practice routine for guitar and stuff, mm-hmm. and there the last thing was always just start playing something that you really enjoy. Don't end any session of of practicing, um, learning something that you haven't quite got yet, because you'll lose that satisfaction for it, and that's the last thing that you'll remember, as opposed mm. to playing this thing that you really like playing. Mm. And it's I suppose it is like getting to that level of. That, that that level of enjoyment and making yeah. sure that'll, that'll prepare you for the next session. Yeah, and it's just working that 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 confidence muscle. Just, be, I mean, I'm I'm trying to think of an example in the podcast, but <coughs> like take some of the news stories. I think when we first started, um, we certainly had a lot more notes. I think, and now we've gotten to a point where it's kind of like any news article we can kind of. It, massage and explore out a little bit more than we yeah. would have before and a bit slower than we would have before and been like right okay that's i think everything in that article done let's now move on to the next one yeah whereas before it was like hit these points and if you forget them here's the, they're in bold yeah there was a lot it was a lot more scripted because it was that idea of you know yeah you have to nail it first time and then you kind of yeah. get that confidence of like oh i'll just we'll loosen up and well i was always doing it like with the, when when i was editing and i was looking at it and it's like physically see that it's like you haven't talked for about 10 minutes <laughs> here like you haven't said anything you might have gone hmm yeah mm, mm. yeah yeah for like 10 minutes that's been my contribution <laughs> and it's just been like well there's got there's got to be so there's got to be some reason for that or there's you can you can do fucking better than that like why is that are you afraid of butting in mm. like just fucking talk yeah, yeah. so like and so like, i think maybe for the past five six weeks maybe i've been getting a bit better at kind of discussing ideas and stuff but i'm still shit at expanding my own articles right yeah i, I, I find that that's still just like a really short amount of time and i i, I have trouble i i'm i'm now better at joining in on conversation but i'm ju- I, I need to get better at starting it yeah well i always thought it was uh <laughs> um we do uh like board games and party games and stuff like that and one of the things that i think we both noticed is like we played um uh, cards against humanity yeah and uh, you might people know what it is um but it's just a fun little drunk party game and the the way that i've that i've always played it is you know i just you finish a sentence like it's like blankety blank yeah so you just kind of like finish a sentence how i would find it funniest and if other people find it funny i'd be like yeah fair enough mm. but whenever i was the question like i was and whoever asked the question the blankety blank question is the judge of what's funniest yeah you would always play to what you think would make me yes. laugh yeah and you would usually succeed. It would be like, yeah. that, that's funniest. And even if I did, I, I, there was no way of me knowing it was you, even if, in the context of the joke, it was just like, ah, I find that funny. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I always thought that was just kind of like your articles at the end, which was just mm. like short burst, like a quick joke at the end. I thought yeah. that was just kind of like, you found this article, the headline of this article made you laugh. 
Yeah. So yeah, we'll put that in there, <laughs> and then like the, the articles about this, and then yeah, and the next article, the headline that made you laugh, because yeah. your section that is is very much like set up and punchline, yeah, for like for like that. Whereas mine is just like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I find it funny because you know, like she said her husband was going to kill her, and he strangled her in the garden. <laughs> So, like, she Facebook status, dude. I mean, what's, what's, what's the deal? <laughs> so, my, yeah, I think my mind's a very different stream of consciousness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, yeah, noticing things to work on and stuff like that. I mean, I noticed um, with my stuff that either I was get laughing too much. I mean, the last podcast was probably a prime example. <laughs> was laughing too much. Was probably it's, it's all right, though. Like, I, that, doesn't, that doesn't bother me. I tend to find if I listen to Smodcast or something like that, like... You ge- you generally just laugh when they laugh. <laughs> yeah. I find like even if you don't, it takes you a minute to fully understand what they're saying or what they're talking about or why mm. it's funny or anything. I think it's it's what it's the same reason they put like laugh tracks on sitcoms and stuff, or they used to. Yeah, yeah. It's just like and now here is where you laugh, and <laughs> when it's taken away, you're like, well, yeah, I'm not fucking stupid. I know what a joke is. Yeah, but. When it is there, you're more likely to laugh. Well, when you hear genuine laughter as well, I think it's, it, is, it is just contagious. It's communal. Yeah, it is, there is something just really funny about somebody laughing. You can see the exact same stand-up show on TV or live in person. And like you, uh, when uh, I, th- I think it was, I think it was Eddie I went to see him at, at the Nottingham Ice Arena, and we were right at the back, like like pretty much just make him out on like a little TV mm. screen on stage. And I remember it being absolutely fucking hilarious. And um, we saw him. We we when watching the the playback of that of that stand up special. It was it was in a different theatre. Yeah. It was in London or something like that. Um, it's like it, it was pretty much word for word exactly how he did it when I saw him. But it was just like it's some it's lost something. It's just not. It didn't catch me. Yeah, there's a definite the difference way. to sharing it and yeah. being in the atmosphere of it all. And yeah. kind of all that. But yeah, uh, the yeah definite. By doing the podcast, you're able to kind of examine and editing the podcast, being able to yeah. examine what you think's good, what you think's bad, and uh, the ways you think it's going. So, I think there's this stuff that we've learned, <laughs> <laughs> even if it hasn't been what we set out to do originally. I think we've kind of grown into it. Yeah. For more episodes, the second they leave our disgusting workstations, head over to www.pullingteeth.audio and remember to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher or TuneIn, maybe all three. Ratings and comments would be nice as well. If you've got any questions or comments, find us on Twitter at PullingTeethPod. For anything more extensive or of a private or personal nature, or if you've got some kind of moral objection to social media, you can drop us an email at podcast at pullingteeth.audio. For more from me, head to stevemilligan.net and find us both on Twitter at singitsteve and at nicksnip. This has been Pulling Teeth. See you next week. <laughs>